Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. And today I have with me uh, Bronte Mitchell. From I was, We were just discussing how to pronounce her name and I was thinking, <laughs> oh my God, say it right. <laughs> and she is from um, Femme Magazine, which is a, well, she's probably best describing it. I would say it's like a country rural um, lifestyle magazine, but I'm sure you will introduce it much better than I will. So hiya, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, good. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast because I can imagine this time of year you're very busy. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, we're busy all like all throughout the year. So any point of the year you want to try and contact me, you're going to be busy. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you. Well, should we start from the beginning? Would you mind? I mean, obviously, I've done a brief introduction there, but would you mind going um, into it a little bit more? What is the magazine? etc etc yeah of course so um femme country um so we are a luxury country fashion and lifestyle publication um and also um sort of a growing media brand at the moment um we basically enlighten a rural to city readership so we showcase um brands we showcase products we showcase founders um, from all areas of um, the country landscape um, and we sort of connect the sort of town and um, city readers t- together with brands that um, are so versatile for um, each environment really um, so I mean there's so much inside the magazine I'd literally be here for ages if I was telling you every single page um, but yeah that's basically us in a nutshell I would say and how long have you been doing it for? So I started, I started Femme Country in 2019 was the first spring issue. Um, so it'll be about three years ago now. Um, and it's just gone on ever since. However, Femme Magazine, um, because obviously we rebranded recently, was a project that I did for my A-level, um, it was my extended project qualification as part of my A-levels, um, and it was nothing to do with country at all. I mean, we sell the original copy online, so if you uh, have a look, and I have a lot of readers receive it and be like, this is nothing to do with country. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started it, I would say, in my A-levels, but it was very sort of more modern um fashion really and massive fashion house brands like Dior and Gucci and things whereas now um we're much more sort of localized and we really focus on small businesses and obviously rebranding is femme country um we really focused in on sort of country landscape and is that what you're passionate about is that what you you like writing about is that what you like finding small businesses about is that your passion I would say writing has always been a passion of mine. It's literally like flowed through my veins since I was young. I always knew I wanted to do some things to do with writing, whether it's be an author or um, be, you know, some sort of um, journalist, even not for fashion, really. 
Um, so that started off as a really young age. And then as I grew older, I became more interested in um, fashion. And I've lived in the countryside all, all my life. I've had um, had all my life, been a part of like the rural community. All my friends um, are part of the agricultural sector. Um, and so um, that's always been sort of a style that has been associated with me. Um, as I grew older, I kind of developed this again like I said with the readership city to rural style so I began began going down to London a lot more and so began getting more things like heels into my wardrobe whereas before it was like wellies boots so um I've got definitely those two sides of me um and that's where my fashion the fashion um sort of passion I guess originated from and then I just kind of put both together really and um at the time when I was looking for universities, I was scouting for fashion journalist um, courses. Um, and that's where it sort of began, really. But um, yeah, Fem Country was after I attend. Well, it was shortly after I attended my first uni. Um, so at the time I was doing a fashion journalism course in London and um, it kind of came after that, really. So how hard was it to sort of uh, your, I guess uh, I imagine you had this idea in your head of what sort of magazine you wanted. And um, so how, how hard or how easy or um, was it to get it from idea to like, say a vision board or, or an idea board to then print and then yeah. to like get people to know about the magazine and advertising. How, that must've been quite a scary experience. <laughs> it's quite, it, there's a lot to it. I think, for me, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, we'll we'll create some features, we'll get some, you know, nice images, and uh, you know, put the production of the magazine will be like that. It's completely not. It's literally blown my mind this industry. Um, so I, I, st- I was going to university in London. It didn't work out for me, unfortunately. Um, so I came back home, and I kind of remembered what I'd done as part of my A-levels and then wanted to pursue it further but I didn't know where which route to go down and a lot of my friends were saying about all brands that we loved like Fairfax and Favour, Whale of a Time, um, you know Holland Cooper, Toggy and I just didn't know of a magazine where all of these brands were and a lot of the smaller brands as well that we know of that are stocked in like local stockists um they just weren't featured in any of the big uh magazines like country living horse and hound they just weren't really seen as such and a lot of the fashion edits inside and the shoots were very sort of high high spec really mm. um and I could never picture myself kind of in that because I was purchasing from you know like Fairfax and Favour and places yeah. like that so um, there was a sort of a niche there and a gap where I was like oh I could go into this um my dad was part um still is part of the print industry so um he was running a business in the UK um so he's helped me with things like the smallest of things like uh sort of page thickness and what um page quality and things like that which I didn't even think was a part of it um and he sort of got me into it um we found printers sort of really easily and um, the local one near us and um I had a lot of I sort of retrained really myself on InDesign I don't know if anyone 
would uh, know about it but it's basically like photoshop but you create and um, you can create like leaflets and things like that on it so I basically trained myself on that um and yeah that's just where it came from so I started getting a lot of interest from people who wanted to write for me and I was writing a lot I would say the majority of the magazine if not by other writers is is my words um or founders words if they want to write um and it just kind of went from strength to strength from there really which was just amazing but yeah um I think when people receive it through their doors they they think oh my gosh like it's it's amazing but I think there's so much like hard work from not just myself people the brands that put the effort into making these features and showcasing them for the readers there's so much that goes on and it's just a pleasure to work with people like that and to showcase amazing brands really yeah I mean I've um I've said to you at the beginning of before we started recording that I've had quite a few of your issues and I love um receiving your magazine and I do find that the pages are I almost want to say cardboardy but that sounds quite thick but they are quite thick pages it's almost like a book than say a magazine because it um it's not like a typical magazine where the the pages are quite thin and and tear Mm. quite quickly and it almost looks like it's made from like recycled cardboard or something like that do Mm. you know what I mean but still a good quality um I don't know I might be wrong but that's what it feels like (laughs) no no you're right our our printers are amazing they're so so good that I can actually come to them about anything and they'll be like right where do we take this and they have a lot of ideas to bring. So um, originally we started off with more of like a shimmery type cover. And then I didn't want to kind of go down that route really of, um, you know, the typical or glossy magazine cover. So we went full matte. So the front covers are now completely matte, um, which I absolutely love. Like the feel of them is just amazing. We get so many compliments. I think most of our compliments before they say what's in the magazine, it's like, it absolutely feels amazing mm. um and yeah like you said the pages aren't sort of that see-through what you would get with like Vogue or Tatler they're um well like you said like a book type um and yeah it's just nice that that's because it's the first thing you before you even open the magazine it's the first thing you feel yeah so you want it we wanted it to be of quality and have that standard and you know kind of give the readers what they've paid for essentially and not just in um the content in how it feels yeah definitely no you can definitely feel the quality like you say as soon as you open it as soon as the packaging comes in like the whole um sort of experience when you open the magazine and stuff it's yeah you know it's it's a whole experience with it um yeah i uh we recently had um because i get a lot of um products where everything's in nice like wrapping or like Holland Cooper always present it so lovely Mm. and I it's difficult with a magazine because you know we didn't just want to have you send it come to the door and then you open it from like an envelope um so we got sort of new wrapping really um so all the magazines come wrapped now in our like branded wrapping and then obviously they come with compliment slips so it's just it's just nice something to give back to obviously the readers that have supported us and like I said it's exactly what you're paying for like it's quality yeah. um and like you would pay for Vogue in a supermarket it's nice for people to just have that package that they can receive at their doors seasonally and they know they're going to receive it yeah definitely 
Um, and then with the small businesses, obviously you talked about that um, a little bit earlier. So how do you decide like um, which small businesses you want to feature? Is it a case that you approach them? Do some businesses approach you? Um, and how do you choose which businesses you would want to feature? Yeah, so we have a lot of interest. So we we have like a full media pack, um, which we have, which explains all of our opportunities um, from advertising to features to digital, social schedules, things like that. We literally go above and beyond the magazine because everything's online now. Um, so for small businesses, it's generally they, unless I've, seen them and I really really want to work with them which was basically the majority of the time and mm. um, they will uh, they'll sort of approach me and then we discuss um what they'd like showcasing whether it's a collection whether it's their story whether it's like a founder story um whether they've got a specific new garment or a new bag or anything like that um and then we sort of design the way that a page would look so we have like a process where we do a draft and then we do a second draft and then we sort of go over page design um and then that'll be sent back to the client and they'll sort of sign it off um and everything's sent to them as it would look in the magazine Mm -hmm. um and it's basically just a bespoke service which is what I love to offer to them um, and it's just amazing because there's so there's not one story I've done has been the same. Even if it's a founder story, every single one is so different. Mm. I absolutely love working with people. We've just recently worked with um, Sue from Modern Fox, and that was such a nice story. Something that I didn't know about because I'm constantly learning as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice to hear about. You know, you see a lot on social media and all the collections because they obviously want you to buy. But it's nice to hear about that founders where they've got and like where they are today. And it's yeah. really inspiring. Um, so we do stories like that. Um, a lot of the time, if new collections coming out with big brands, so like Fairfax and Favour or Toggy, we showcase the new collections. Um, we do a lot of um, shoots. So we I plan like a lot of shoots um, and we work quite closely with a lot of PR companies. So we do a lot of sort of, um, they'll give us products to shoot and then we put them in and make like a fashion montage or we recently did, we did a travel one recently. Um, so with there's so much in inside the magazine, it's, mm. it is crazy. Um, but it keeps me busy and it keeps me on my toes, which I love. And mm. I think it's just, so important to get the message out about small brands because whilst everyone absolutely loves the huge commercial brands you know shopping small and supporting you know families with businesses is basically what we really push for with Femme Country um and for me female stories is adamant um especially inside the um country industry because a lot of it is you know shaped by men especially the shooting industry and a lot of people do sort of picture it especially agriculture the agricultural industry it's very like male dominated Um, and for me it was getting those stories out about the women who go on the tractors and the women who shoot and you know they're not just loaders they're you know on the peg actually you know really sophisticated doing their sport um and just being really different um so that's kind of what we um 
sort of well promote essentially and that's why we're called Femme Country. (laughs) Brilliant it's a great idea and um like you if people like follow me on my socials and follow this podcast I'm a huge supporter of small businesses and try and showcase them and try Um, to um give them any platform so this is why I've invited lots of small businesses to come onto this platform just to showcase them and I highlight them on my um social media and stuff and I can do whatever I can because I just love promoting small businesses so with um with the reporting and stuff I mean obviously you're the top dog but do you have like (laughs) reporters that report with you or do you do all the reporting yourself so um I used to have a few writers um through lockdown um I had Charlotte she was absolutely amazing used to talk all the time and we used to come up with ideas what she could write um and these aren't girls who you know they don't have you know, a degree in journalism, like they're generally just interested in what they're writing about. They're good at writing and mm. I really want their voices to be heard. Um, there was, um, oh, there was a, oh, I've forgotten her name now. Um, she did um, a, she did basically like an anecdote, like a vet anecdote. I think she's called Hannah. Um, and she was absolutely amazing. Her stories used to absolutely kill me. And again, she wasn't a writer. She was literally just a, a trainee vet. And it was just really nice for readers to sympathise and really sort of connect with girls who are similar and doing well similar jobs to what, you know, the people who are reading. Yeah. Um, for me, I tend to go, um, I tend to ask clients like who they'd want to write, um, especially when we did have writers. Um, and half this, I would say the majority of the time it is me. So any words that you're reading will probably be mine. Um, but we have brands who want to write their own stories. You know, I would never, ever tell a brand, sorry, it has to be our words. You know, yeah. they've got a voice to speak about and they want to, you know, say their own thing. They can go for it. You know, we sort of check it and make sure that everything's OK for editing reasons. But I've had brands write their own, you know, 2000 word stories. Um, but yeah, I would say my role is really to sort of go and speak to um, the brand owners and make sure that we get all the facts and figures and things like that right. Um, because that's sort of, you know, things like question, we have like a big questionnaire that they all answer. Um, so it's important that we make sure that their their story is heard and, and correctly because everything that's going to print I always see as evergreen so um I like sort of tell um especially brands that are going to be in that while it is a winter issue we get people buying next year in summer because they're just so interested in the brands that are involved it doesn't really matter about the season um and obviously brands like Fairfax and Favour are keeping old you know old collections as well because they're just so popular so all of our issues are evergreen I would say um so all stories are being read. And like I said, loads of people buy back copies. Um, I recently sent all, I think our entire collection over to Belgium. Um, and it was just, it's just amazing that people want to read from, you know, back in spring where we showcased um, Wild and Westbrook, for example, that was, you know, a while ago, but people are still interested because, you know, it's, it's the sort of landscape that everyone loves in sort of country, really. Yeah. And I would say like the country sort of style, the country fashion, 
generally is quite classic um and doesn't yeah. alter that much but you you'll get people that have like their own spin on it but the actual classic look tends to be stay stay the same throughout the years doesn't it so it yeah. doesn't matter if you're buying a spring magazine from like last year um and have like spring um collections on there because it still be relevant and you can still buy it now probably. yeah massively I think the whole the country sort of wardrobe as I would call it is very versatile like everyone has their Fairfax boots that they can you know partner with um you know their Holland Cooper uh, trench coat like there's a lot of brands and they work so well together and I would say it's a massive thing that I when I came into the show I thought oh god there's gonna be so much competition and it's unreal and there's gonna be you know I had all these speculations but it's so not the case all the brands want to be partnered together mm-hmm. you know no one has um especially in a magazine because um position in a magazine is so important so when I talk to brands about where they want to be positioned um I initially thought, oh, there could be quite a competition here. But, you know, Fairfax and Faber would want to be all over Holland Cooper because they're just partnered together. And it's that look that you said that's so identifiable with country. Um, I mean, we try to put our own sort of, um, not tradition, I guess, but we've tried to put our own spin on things. So Mm. the spring... Um, the spring one that's just behind me that was so we did that with Holland Cooper and I came up with these ideas of right let's take these traditional garments that would be worn at point to points or um, you know in the field and let's put them in a really large um, you know house and let's make it completely different and make it a bit more sort of you know bring that sophistication into a different um aura essentially and it worked really really well and it brought a sort of um sort of class really to country yeah. uh, clothing and it's a massively idolized look I mean I've been to so many stockists and the amount of people that come in and they say oh they, they don't have a horse they don't but they idolize the lifestyle yeah. so much and we get a lot of readers who are exactly the same because they just absolutely love the look the style um and I think it's just why it's a massively growing industry at the moment I think you know I get a lot of um the same readers who I notice you know same names coming through and then I get a lot of people who are brand new who probably you know maybe aren't a part of the country um sort of industry but you know that's why I love it so much because we're reaching out to new people and inspiring new girls who essentially may have not started shooting and now it's a sport that they might want to get into yeah um so the opportunities are really vast and that's kind of what the magazine's all about really yeah definitely 100 percent um so with your with your um editions like how advanced do you have to be season wise so like say like now obviously we, you've done your winter so are you thinking of summer next year already or how oh ahead are you? <laughs> I'm usually quite ahead. I like to, um, yeah, I like to say I'm ahead, but, you know, we all make mistakes. We can all be behind. <laughs> I think a lot with the magazine, there's just so much going on all the time. Um, I try, uh, the amount of times I've tried to shut myself off, off on a weekend and be like, right, don't look at Instagram. But I just can't help myself. So it's just, it is hard. Um, but yeah, I'd say usually I'm about two issues before. Um, right. So, but we're constantly making edits. I'm still making yeah. edits to winter because 
brands are coming up to me, you know, I will do the quickest turnaround. If we can get something done in time for winter, we'll try and get it done as best as we can. Um, and if we've got the space, we'll do it. Um, so I'm I'm really quite versatile with things like that because I just want people's stories to be heard and people to get their businesses out yeah. um, on, you know, different platforms. Because I do think print has, you know, a lot of people say print is dead and, you know, people aren't reading it anymore and, and if they are reading it it's on you know um it's on their phones or yeah. you know via an online service and that's why I've kept um the magazine physical because for example in COVID when we had the pandemic I think it just wouldn't have been as effective I think everyone was just so excited to get it through their doors yeah and I think you know if it was on people's phones and on um you know um, on a subscription service online and it just wouldn't have I don't personally I don't think it would have done achieved as well as it sort of done it wouldn't have had that effect on people reading no. um especially when you're looking at products because you want it's nice to have a physical magazine in your hand and a lot of people do use from country as a commodity um, I love receiving like tagged photos where they've got it on their kitchen table and it's become part of part of the dining room off part of someone's bedroom it's lovely because that's what I do with all my magazines yeah um so for me it's massively about how the magazine looks as well as what's inside um but yeah I try to stay on top of things as much as I can but um I am um majority of the time a one woman show so so uh, it tends to be it tends to be hard but um you know I really push to make everything as best as it can be, um, especially in the hardest times that we've had recently. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it just to get people's reactions to when it comes to their doors is like what I look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and did COVID sort of, um, especially like the first lockdown, did that sort of affect you with printing wise and that? Because I, I imagine the printers went open or were they? So they were open. They didn't. It was it was tricky because they had a lot of limited people in the factory, and the factory's um, quite big. Um, they work for us on two specific printers, so we deal with um, just for the quality. We deal with um, certain people in the factory, and uh, they were just so really good, really good with getting things out. Everyone was so patient. I couldn't have asked for any, anything more even now if we have delays with the magazine whether it's a week you know people are just you know I get a lot of emails and it and it's never nasty emails it's just you know really excited to see receive it mm. um you know and I think especially in the times we've had to have that support and that patience from everyone was absolutely just unreal it was just beyond anything that I could have imagined um but yeah we did we did so well it was so nice we got so many subscribers and we reached out to so many people we did a lot of like live events on Facebook and I tried to keep in touch with everybody as much as I could Mm. um and that's just important for me um because I know that other magazines that were in the business didn't you know weren't sort of striving as much but it was nice that we had that sort of community and that family really sort of keeping us going um otherwise I'd be out of a job and I wouldn't know what to do yeah so uh it was nice to have that and the from like I said from the printers to um our stockists because that was another massive thing we had magazines stocked in 
in shops that weren't open. So it, it was hard for everybody, but sort of keeping that support network was imperative. And for me, it just it just made everything so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think hopefully, fingers crossed, we're through the worst and we hope so (laughs) going through the future and um talk about the future so what is the future for femme country magazine then so what what's your sort of vision for the next say like year or i mean obviously continue doing the issues and stuff but is there anything planned for i don't know expansion or different brands you want to get to or shows or anything like that we've got absolutely so much planned um and if it's not already happening it's in my head so uh, it's bound to happen soon um so at the moment we're currently getting a new website done with black nova designs who i know you've um also yes. had a chat with yes um yeah so uh, danielle she's like doing all um our website and it's coming together so beautifully so we're hoping to launch that and do sort of a big thing for that next year um We've also got a lot of shows planned. So I'm hoping it's something that we've never done. And it's something that is brand new in the country industry. A lot of people go to shows and it's a lot of, you know, commercial stores. Whereas for us, it's a magazine um, and it'll just be nice to meet people. So we're hoping to do things like the auction show, uh, the game fair. Um, I think we're going to do Scottish game fair um Lincolnshire show there's quite a lot actually um and again it's something that we've never done so um I'm excited to do that um in terms of brands we've got a lot of new brands coming in um we've spoken to a few brands who I can't really mention (laughs) but yeah they're going to be featuring soon um oh we will I'll tell you who we'll be featuring it's very very cute um Holland Cooper's new little I think it's oh, little, the babies the babies yeah. it's so cute yeah so we're gonna feature that in the winter one um and that's something we haven't done so we've not featured sort of children's wear yeah um but that the whole brand I just absolutely adore um so yeah that's that's quite cute that's coming um and yeah we've just a lot of the stuff we try and keep quite confidential especially covers yeah. because it's just it's a lot of work and to to sort of put it out there of who's going to be on the cover is you know it 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 would kill me if so it got out so yeah. Uh, yeah. it is trying to keep everything sort of under one roof um is really hard I know when we did um the stockies we did Parnaby's from Moulton and it was so hard. Like we were doing shoots and we were just all so excited. And Lisa, who uh, runs the store, she was like, I just want to post everything now. And I was like, no, do not post everything. <laughs> I was like, it's secret. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's nice. And I think when when it releases, it's, you know, it's the thing that people can, brands can sort of save. And I know that Claire Haggis, for example, she's got all her copies in her office so it's nice for people to have it as like a commemorative thing that we've done together you know it's not just work like it, it generally is like a special thing that we do yeah. um so yeah in terms of brands can't really say uh, but there's a lot coming up I think spring 2022 is going to be really really big our, our spring 2021 was amazing so I'm hoping that's gonna come through but um yeah, we get so many lovely comments from girls. We have like an Instagram section. Don't know if you've um, seen it before, where we basically scout Instagram and find our favorite um, outfits. And 
you know so girls can get inspiration of what they choose and it's not yeah. it's not half of its um country and half of it's you know um sort of a twist on country as well but mm. people might not wear um but sh- sort of think oh that's nice yeah um we have so many I get so many messages like can you feature my photo can you feature my photo and there's so many I just can't choose so I always keep yeah. them um so things like that and uh, you know for for a subscriber to see themselves inside the magazine it's yeah. just you know it makes me happen you know they're overjoyed as well and that's why I love using um real people as wear, well yeah girls who would actually wear the brands yeah in suits. it's so I think you know I've worked with models before and models who do it for a living you know that's what they do but girls who actually love the clothing that they're you know promoting and wearing mm. um it just it just hits differently inside yeah. the magazine um so yeah it makes it more relatable like people can imagine yeah. themselves wearing it when it's a model wearing it you think oh well it looks nice on her but it won't look nice on me where if you've yeah. got something that's more relatable and that's why I always say to brands you know um let's not do studio work let's go out and do shoots outside I mean we did one for Tom Lane and we went to um the beach in Flamborough and it absolutely chucked it down and it was meant to be I think it was for the summer one. Oh no <laughs> yeah it was for the summer one and I remember pitching it with them and I was because basically they're quite they do a lot of wintry stuff so it was yeah. um like Socks and fries and stuff yeah. yeah and I remember chatting um to them and saying right we need to make it summery how can we do this right let's use them as picnic blankets and it, we just had this whole vision and we got down to the beach and it absolutely chucked it down um but the girls were just so lovely I mean I felt horrendously sorry for them but they just worked so well and everything was just beautiful and it worked out really well so I think it's it's that fun element that comes with all the shoots and that's why I like using girls that you know really connect with the magazine who want to be involved because like I said it it comes across differently in the magazine to you know if we were to use um models that we've paid for yeah definitely I love Tom Lane like every time a post comes up it just makes me feel like snuggly and warm (laughs) I know know, they're so lovely I got one for Christmas I got a throw for Christmas and it was it was the softest thing and I felt sorry when we had to take them all down to the beach because it was obviously sand everywhere yeah and I was just I was just like oh god there's like wool and sand and it's just but it was yeah it was a really really lovely shoe um so yeah it's just kind of thinking outside the box I think and that's basically again what our magazine is all about it's finding you know non-traditional things for um brands that you know like for Tom Lane, the very wintry, he was trying to take it out of that and showcase them differently. Yeah. So with your editions, obviously you, you do four times a year, so spring, summer, autumn, winter. When yeah. do they come out? So when do new editions come out? So we don't exactly have a set date for each one. Um, so the winter one will come out um, on the first Saturday of um, December. So that is the 4th. Um, so yeah, the winter one will be released on the fourth. Um, and what we do is sort of like a pre-order. So um, for this one, people should start receiving um, from the beginning of December, really, just so you know they can get their gift guides in. Um, I would say autumn and winter are massive issues for us because autumn's when the shooting season starts coming in, all the country pursuits. 
start coming back in, especially when we've missed them all in the past few years. Yeah. Um, winter, again, massive with gifts, people, you know, wanting inspiration for what they can buy their partners, their, you know, moms, dads. Um, and for brands, it's, you know, a new collection, a new seasonal collections. So um, they're really important for us. But in terms of the magazines themselves, they don't really have set dates. So um, I like to sort of see where we're at, see where it's going to release and hopefully release it towards the beginning of a season, essentially. Because I know higher magazines like Vogue, you receive them way in advance. Um, Just because we're such a small business, I don't think I could do... um, it so far in advance no um, but you know hopefully in the future that's something we could possibly do and of course I know a lot of magazines do monthly well there's absolutely no way I could do that um so you know it's just things to look at for the future but yeah we try and make sure that they're all released at least released at the beginning of each season so people um know but like I said everything's versatile um and everyone's just you know so patient with things like that that's so nice having readers who are so sort of attached to the magazine really yeah yeah yeah, all our autumn ones went out um I think it was last week and the week before um so yeah we've had non-stop positive comments about that um and we had um Andrea who's my shooting journey feature on the front cover and uh yeah it was just amazing so I think people are really excited for winter now um but yeah my winter head was like two seasons ago now so (laughs) so I'm not I'm ready for like summer next year yeah yeah I bet so is there anything you want to promote that we might obviously we're here to promote your magazine but is there anything specifically you want to promote about out I think it's I think it's just if anyone does want to subscribe and join the community um you know just feel free to do it online I think we have a we have so many dedicated readers who buy you know every season anyway and you know I encourage you to keep doing that you know if it's something that you love and want to continue reading but um yeah I think it's just subscriptions like if you um you know want to get that subscription in and you can do that online and you'll receive it's basically four issues and we do it where you can decide any issue you'd like to start from so you could start from summer 2021 and then it'll move forward um, for issues for you, um, which is nice because I think people do like to catch up on maybe things that they've missed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have subscriptions online and I'm hoping to do a lot more events where we can get subscribers involved um, and get more people sort of connected um, to what they're reading inside with each other as well. Um, and that's what we do with our stockists. We, we highly we showcase products that the stockists hold so we sort of come across as a country catalogue, essentially, so they can pick us up, yeah. you know, even if it's for a free read and see the Fairfax booths that they like and go and instantly buy them. Um, so it's that, that whole connection, really, which is really nice. Um, but, yeah, if anyone does want to subscribe, you can do it online. You can also direct message me. Um, I'm literally, you know, I, I send invoices left, right and centre to people. You don't have to do it online. Um, I know a lot of... Um, I've got a lot of uh, older readers as well um, who, you know, contact me all the time or I have to, you know, ring them. Um, I had one absolutely lovely lady give me a phone call um, subscribing for her granddaughter. It was so lovely. Um, so, yeah, there's literally so many ways that you don't have to do online. You can literally just direct message me or email me. 
Um, and also you can order any back copies. So all our back copies are online. So if you do want to order my uh, original one from A-Levels, you can do that. <laughs> but you can also order like autumn 2019 as well to see what they used to. And there's a massive change in them. Um, so, yeah, I recommend definitely having a look at back copies um, but also purchasing future ones because our new ones are just absolutely amazing. This, the new style that we've got is just I'm just so proud of it um so yeah and hopefully like I said in the future when we do shows it's nice to meet up with the people because every everything is especially with the whole pandemic everything's just been so online everything's talking on social media yeah. it feels like I've got 5,000 friends um, <laughs> and you just connect to people so quickly yeah. um and there's so many people that I've just I've I've sort of instantly met and then I, who I don't know but I've been chatting with them for like a year on Instagram yeah. I just know them yeah. um so it'd be nice to meet people through that um but yeah that's basically what we intend to promote and also if there's any girls who you know really want to you know get involved in the magazine you know do do message me we're really good with like internships and things like that um, I know I've got one girl who's really interested at the moment. So um, anything like that, we also are really and modelling as well. If anyone did want to, you know, we've got I have a full list of girls who want to come and model for us. So it's just anyone that wants to get involved, you know, I'm open arms for. Um, but yeah, I think if you have any questions or you know, don't I'm not scary. So please <laughs> do please do contact me. Oh, definitely. Um brilliant well thank you so much well I always end my podcasts with some quick fire questions so let's go straight in so generally are you a night in or a night out night in (laughs) I think I think everyone's night in I think (laughs) most oh I can't really speak this season definitely night out but in the since the pandemic I've just been night in like whole time yeah I think everyone has um tea or coffee tea um and this one you actually answered earlier wellies or heels oh because I think you're a bit of both now aren't you yeah it's a bit of both yeah my wardrobe is a bit of both but right now I'm going to say wellies because um it's literally what I've been living in just outside because of the mud mud and rain yeah mud (laughs) mud sweet or savory sweet I think everyone's sweet everyone loves yeah sweets um book or film oh gosh that's a hard one I'm gonna say book yeah because there's just more detail in a book isn't there is there a book you're particularly reading or you um of read that you want to recommend at the since I used to read so much, like insanely so much. But when I started the magazine, I read magazines more just to sort of get into that writing style. Yeah. Because if I went back to narrating, especially if it's second person, I think my mind would just go insane. So <laughs> I, I I literally collect magazines for a living as well. So you know, just to kind of um, get inspiration, page design things like that to keep things interesting so that's kind of where my head's been at the moment but I absolutely I love reading if I'm on holiday I'll be reading all the time what sort of genre do you go for do you go for like autobiographies or like drama yeah I'm quite a romantic I like a romance novel um yeah any romantic novel I love 
Um, I'm not really for um, like fiction, really. Yeah. So um, it would definitely be some sort of romance novel, definitely. Yeah. I'm a bit of a romantic. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all are underneath it all, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's to escape to somewhere else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, so where can people find you on your social media? Obviously, you were talking about your website being done, but is there a website they can go to? Yeah, so the website domain will stay exactly the same. So it's www.femcountrymagazine.com. Um, our, most of our socials are Fem Country Magazine, so our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, we I also have a LinkedIn, so if you want to go and head to my LinkedIn, um, I get quite a few messages from people on there wanting to order. Um so, yeah, in terms of the socials, that's where we're at at the moment. But, you know, do you follow my personal as well? I do, I do a lot of stuff on my personal. Um, so if there's any questions that you have, I do promote a lot of the magazine on my personal, which is um, just Bronte Claire. Um, so there's quite a few ways if you did want to reach out to us. But if you're wanting to purchase, um, I think the main platform would be the website. Um, and like I said, if you're ordering back copies, it would just just to use the single shipping option but if you if you're subscribing then it's the um subscription shipping option um but like I said if you have no idea how to use the internet just just call me like I'll sort you out and <laughs> um, so uh, yeah I'd say that's how you can reach us and we're constantly uploading stories Instagram posts um and you know showcasing brands on our Instagram um, and we've got a few more lives coming in. Um, I'm actually doing a live quite soon for brands who want to get to know us. I think we do a lot for readers, but for brands, um, it's sort of essential if you don't know what we're about and you really want to get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a really good sort of sort of starter, really, if you've got no idea where to start with us. I mean, we're so, so flexible, especially with small businesses. If yeah. you have a budget, we completely work with it. Um, it's just a way of getting your voice and your brand out um, in any possible way we can. So whether you are a reader um, or business owner, you know, don't be afraid to approach us for anything. We've got so many ideas, like they're just endless. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming on and giving up your time. I really appreciate oh, my it. Pleasure. It was lovely to talk to you. <laughs> oh, and you. And if you guys love this episode, please tag Bronte and I into your stories. We would really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode. this episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um 
episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode.